Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. I don't know how to tell you this, but it's going to be a very giggly day today. I There are so many things that have got me deciding to laugh, and I was had just gotten myself calmed down when... Trey sent in a text. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Trey, for, for just getting the giggles going all over again this morning. He, it, it, I presume this is a cactus outfit, and it is not, in fact, me in the cactus outfit, but the woman does look quite fetching, I must say, when you become the person that answers all the plant questions. I do occasionally feel like there's lichen growing on my ears and stuff, so maybe that's my version of this particular one. This is funny. Welcome to Weekend Gardening. You know, um, we managed to find ways to enjoy the garden even when it is almost too hot to be outdoors. And we will talk more about that today, of course, because I don't know about at your house, but at my house in the middle of Zone 8, I am looking at the hottest week yet to come. So we can talk about all of those issues. And that begins our show today with, of course... um, From Kathy, thank you very much for a good question. She's got good instincts. With temperatures around 100, is it too hot to plant carrot seeds in Zone 8? That would be yes. One of the reasons why, of course, is because carrot seeds need light to germinate, but with light at this particular moment comes heat. So unless you can do this indoors under a light that is in a room where it's not so hot, the carrots are going to have a rough go. I don't like to transplant carrots. So I'm just going to wait. I find them very difficult to do that with. But I have to say that this is it's a good question, but oh, my goodness. I wouldn't even plant beets this week, and this is usually the time that I'm more fond of doing that than almost any other time of the year. <laughs> Ring bell, pull weeds until someone answers. Yeah. The problem with watering the flower bed to keep the flowers and the shrubs and things looking good for the Bottle Tree Garden Tour coming up in October is, of course, the gripe weed continues to grow no matter how much of it you pull out. So we can talk about that today, whatever's on your mind. I have been deeply involved in the insect in crowd at my house, and I didn't even get a picture into the newsletter this week of my favorite one. So next week, friends, you'll get to see... The cicada that's living on my salad garden at the moment. Well, actually, he's not, but his 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 remains, his his previousness is. If you are at supertalk.tv, mm-hmm. yeah, you can see my new role model. I would I, the cactus lady is looking really good. I particularly like that she's in bloom. It, it's delightful. It's and, like a a ghillie suit for gardening. <laughs> you know. 
I didn't even think of that. Yeah. See, this is going to be a giggly day. Good morning, Lance. How you doing? Good morning. How are you doing today? <laughs> Just great. I know Dude, you had some fun with cats. I, I have. I, we've had the cat already. Olympics at my house this morning. So, and since I was the only one awake, <laughs> I had to herd the cats. And that's not always easy. That is not always an easy thing. But the good news is, I'm here and they're there, so they'll have to bother somebody else for a while. Well, that's a uh, you know I had a my female lab she seems to have been very excited for some reason i don't know what it was but she ate like a horse yesterday and i was telling you my older lab i've had to feed him uh he's he had lost some weight he had a little infection in his foot and i guess the medicine that he was on made him over time just didn't want to eat Mm -hmm. and so it's been this labor of love trying to talk him into eating so finally i just said you know he'll eat anything i'm eating so that that's a good sign you know he's just burned out (laughs) on the dog food yeah so started basically just browning hamburger meat you know with all the fat and everything and he's loving it i think he's got you right where he yeah, wants so you he's, he, yeah, he's figured it out so the female now she kind of has gotten on to it and now the cats realize that there's fresh ground beef everywhere and so the, you know um, it is a it is like a buffet line well now see my cats would just go into your house and stay there i wouldn't oh. i wouldn't have to chase them around again i had a cat in college he would eat uh hamburgers i mean if you left the hamburger out it was gone i mean there's, the whole there's something more desirable about any human food on a counter than anything that might be in a bowl. It, it really doesn't. It doesn't matter what that might be. But I, I, I got to tell you that having little young kittens again is an unusual experience. I haven't done that in a while. But they're a lot of fun right up until they run over your head, and, you know, try to wake you up in the morning before you're ready for that. But I, uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about them except that they were really on a Zoom this morning, their very own version of that. Do you all know that it's time to plant parsley? I will do that. I, I'm nasturtiums, some of these things that in the shade, in a little container, you can get these things started because really we do have things that grow better when the heat is off, that grow actually go grow better going into the fall and even into the winter. I'm not going to make any kind of guess because that's all it would be. I've already seen projections that this next winter will be milder because the summer was hotter. I've also seen projections that say it will be colder because the summer was hotter. I don't know about these things. I do know, however, that if you're planning to grow parsley, the better time to grow it is September to May instead of May to October. So if you want to do that, you need to get started. We also have an opportunity to grow spinach that ordinarily is best begun in September. Still a little bit hot this week and next, so we'll see how that one goes. The other things that you may want to consider when you're thinking about this this whole business of trying to get a few things into the ground, this is still going to be a good time to put in mums and to get yourself ready to water them. Whatever you're doing, you're going to have to water. There's no question about that. I really do need that doormat. I love it. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, I like and I like the way it says my, the new doormat has finally arrived. You know, right. Somebody's been waiting somebody's on that been one. Waiting for that. Like you got to let the weeds, you know, perpetuate in, well, in the yard before the garden you know, before that arrives. So. <laughs> my neighbor called me over and said, "What is this?" And it was a big patch of spurge in the middle of his lawn, which of course he does not water. And I said, "That's because it's drier here, and the spurge has always been here. It's just not as able to take over 
when it's not so dry. So, okay, should I water it? I don't know, but I think I'd pull the spurge out. So that's my advice to y'all today. If you've got a patch of weeds in the lawn and it's uh, something that favors dry weather, for example, on the other end of the spectrum, you're probably not seeing very much dollar weed. The only place I'm seeing dollar weed at my house this year is right underneath the um, out, outdoor tap for the water because it, there is a little bit of water there. It doesn't drip all the time or, or the mint would be growing, but it has enough. It stays damp enough that the dollar weed can stay there. It's not out in the lawn. It's barely in the flower beds. But, of course, gripe weed and some of our others are still making their presence known. It's also time to talk about the lantana lace bug. This is usually one that I prefer to talk to you about in a, well, maybe September, even October, before it becomes a problem. But the high temperatures and the prolonged length of that has really taken out everything except the pests that can truly tolerate these conditions. And lantana lacebug is one of them. It produces the stippling on top of the leaves and also some brown frass on the bottom. So it's a little different from the spider mite damage, which tends to be smaller, more discreet. This is a bigger problem. And in fact, the tips of my lantana that are infested right now have turned yellow from having literally all of the nitrogen sucked right out of them. <laughs> Y'all are funny. This is great. Let's see. Um, Rich is at the reservoir today. He's on the ceasefire text line with me, 601-879-4395. Garden Mama, I had a crepe myrtle removed three years ago and the stump ground. How can I stop the roots from sprouting in the yard? Oh, that's such a tough problem, and you really can't. The only way that you can stop them is to suppress them by continually cutting them down as soon as they appear, and that's that's a difficult thing. Um, sometimes uh, we, we don't want to grow another crepe myrtle. That's obvious because that's why we cut that tree down. And sometimes you don't even get the sprouts. You end up getting a row of mushrooms along where the roots are still in the ground because that's they're rotting on their own in a natural way. So if you can't do that, if you can't get the, the twigs, get the sprouts off as fast as or as soon as you want to, I would pile up some mulch, maybe like four or five inches deep, which I don't usually do for anything, but just on that where that stump had been. That will help to suppress it at least a little bit. Okay, okay. I. Trey, I'm just I'm laughing too hard here. I've got I have to I have to speak on the radio now. Come on, Bob's in Summit. Oh dear. Well, twice twice a day watering. Um, some planted some tomatoes two weeks ago in a raised bed. Watering them at least once a day, twice a day most days. The plants look horrible. I'm thinking the heat is taking its toll. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, new transplants are having a much harder time. We'll always have a much harder time with this kind of temperature. Even if they were shaded, they would still be having a problem because this is the hottest it's been. Our record in central Mississippi for next next week is 106, and we're apparently going to possibly approach that. I'm I don't I seldom root for tropical storms, but there's also a tropical thing happening down off the coast of Mexico. So I'm, I don't want a storm, but I would like a little rain to bring the temperature, keep the temperature from getting so high. That would be an ideal situation. It's kind of like a screen porch. You know, you want to be outside, but you could do without the mosquitoes. <laughs> so you sit on the screen porch. 
it's just something to consider. I don't know if the tomatoes are going to be able to survive, but if they are well-rooted and if the bottom of the plant at least looks okay, you could certainly cut back the part that's shriveled and not, not doing so well and see if you can keep them going. It will take shade, though, at least for next week, maybe longer than that. I don't know. I have, uh, for, <laughs> for this has been, this has been the week of the dry, dry weather insects. Four different people have sent me pictures of skeletonizing insects in different formats. That seldom happens in one week for one insect. It's like the, all of a sudden all the press, you know, came for the skeletonizers. They, of course, there's several things, several bugs that do this. But what they do is to eat all of the green out from between the veins in your leaf. So when you look at it, it looks like the skeleton of the leaf is the is the image in your head. Well, one of the things that I'm really – the hibiscus sawfly is something you are not going to see. You're going to see the damage. And so when we have the, for example, entomology classes that tell you to identify the insect always before you try to approach control, my answer is this thing is about three-sixteenths of an inch long. You're not going to see it. But you're going to see the damage. And, in fact, you can also look on the backs of the leaves. Now that you know you've had the problem, you can look there and find out if there's another one that you can solve. Let's see what Jesse's up to today. Hey, Jesse. What I've got, uh, we moved into the house last year. And when I moved in, I trans I moved a lot of cuttings. Remember, I asked you about the brood manzi last year. Yeah. But a lot of things I moved are per- tender perennials. Uh, bananas, cannas, Texas star, uh, rice paper plants, Confederate rose, uh, crybaby tree, and, <laughs> and, twi- and well, I planted some pussy willows. And I just wonder about watering these guys. What I'm trying to do is get them through the next two weeks. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the pussy willows I neglect, I thought, you know, heck, they're trees. They're going to have, but they didn't. And I almost lost a couple. So if you could give me some tips on just keeping these guys going. I think once I get them established, once I get them through here and, you know, through the next winter, they'll be able to withstand a dry spell better. But just Yes, and, and we absolutely don't want to spoil them. We don't want them to feel like there's going to be water every afternoon at 4, you know, for the rest of their lives. <laughs> right. Not that yeah. I don't know your place, but I just feel confident. I've seen your zinnias and things on Facebook, and they're absolutely gorgeous. So I know you know what you're doing. You're not going to be spending your whole life watering these plants. But if you will soak them deeply, what we're trying to do to get them acclimated is really get them to root deeply. And by soaking right. deeply and less often – you will find that you do a better job with that. You can even bring in whatever you generally like to use as a root stimulator fertilizer. I'm I'm in favor of vermicompost as a tea myself, but some people like something else. But if you can do that for them, that's really the only thing that I would do. I wouldn't fertilize them per se. I would just give them something to to nourish their roots real solidly, which is, of course, a fertilizer. It's just a different form. And, right. and give them a long, deep soak. You You still may have to do this three times next week just to keep them from wilting but that's okay oh, no doubt you know that's okay yeah. this is this is one the first quick, year one, we're going to baby them thing. you know it's like they're it's like they're sitting yeah. in our arms 
would 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 a little mulch help? Mulch helps, not too much, but a little bit. The only the problem that okay. we have with mulching subtropical and 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 almost tropical plants is, of course, that that they're accustomed to that, but they also have adventitious roots that are real close to the surface of the soil because that's where they live in nature. They live in the upper level of the soil. So they live like in the middle of the rainforest, so there's other things rooted deeper than them, and there are other things with crawling roots around them. But the plants that you're talking about, for the most part, have adventitious roots that spread. So that's why mulch is good, but too much of it will actually slow down the water getting to the roots. So give them about an inch. Right. Okay. All right. Got it. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you today. I do like, he, he talked about some plants that we don't talk about a whole lot. Crybaby tree, we should probably bring that one up um, at, at some point and talk about it. But I've been, I have been seeding everything, as y'all know, this summer, and I found a package of All America Winter. I don't even know what this plant looks like, but it's a canna. And I thought, well, I'll plant the seeds. Guess what? I'm going to see what they look like. Four of them came up. And I don't. I didn't realize a canna had ever won. <laughs> so. Well, you're, I mean, the yard and garden is looking amazing. So I, I'm, I think people need to be told from not you, but from a third party here, uninterested, obviously. I, but I am bragging on her because uh, the the yard and garden looks you saw amazing. It in I'm March. That, yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. So you got the Bottle yeah. Tree Festival yeah. coming up soon, and I think yeah. people that make their uh, way by the garden mama's house are going to be excited this year so it's looking it's looking amazing I'm, I'm blown away at how she's kept everything so green and uh with with the limitations on watering we all have but the municipal water department mm-hmm. really appreciates me yes now we do capture water at my house but i'm well past that <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the municipal at this point oh my goodness thank you that's very sweet of you that's that's the reason why we garden is not just for ourselves but also because it, it does make other people feel happy, too. I've had so many comments on those zinnias. Now it's going to be cornflowers. Corn Stick around, y'all. we got a ways to go this morning. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. 
Candace's mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizimkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Cisco Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Ridgeland, you have started something. Last week he sent the picture of his tiny melon. I got two more in my email this week from other people, and now we're going to talk to Jared in Gulfport about tiny melons. Good morning, Jared. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Tell me what's going on. Good morning, God Mama. Hello. Well, I've got this, my watermelon patches, and I'm not sure if they're sugar baby or if they are Jubilee watermelons, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're not getting much bigger than, like, the size of a softball. Mm-hmm. 
And I've had about 10 on the vine now for about three and a half to four weeks. And we picked one. It tasted delicious. It's just they're really small and they're really, really dark green. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that because of my soil quality or is that going to be something with the heat? Or did I get a mispackaged pack of seeds? No, I think you're more likely dealing with 75 78 degree nights maybe 82 some nights um yeah well it was that, still the other night at 1 30 it was still reading 100 yeah here. see i mean it's, i was being optimistic <laughs> i didn't want to frighten anybody <laughs> but yes we're having a heat wave and that does affect it in fact brett that i referenced when i was bringing you into the call is in ridgeland and he sent a melon picture last week from his garden that's about that size this week two other people sent them to me and said we have watered and watered and watered but we cannot water enough apparently to get these fruit to fill and get any larger so i don't think as someone else asked this morning if it was a pollination problem i don't think it's a pollination problem i think it's simply that the the plants are doing all they can to survive and the good news is they're producing delicious sweet melons even if they're little so i believe it's i believe it's a heat wave problem so should I be watering twice a day with the uh, with the watermelon? No, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I think if you do that, are they beginning to pull away from the vine? Do they have a little bit of a tan look on their their the the stem right where it meets the rest of the vine? No, ma'am. It's still it's still solid green. Okay, I'm going to water. I might water deeply, maybe another five minutes, ten minutes. But I'm not going to do it twice because you've got – they're not wilting. They're, they're doing fine. What have you fertilized with this summer? I basically burnt the grass out and used the ash. And then I, I took compost from our chicken coop mm-hmm. and tilled, tilled into the ground and let that sit and watered that in and then transplanted the plants into there after I started them inside. Yeah, I think you've done everything right. I believe it's just heat. So enjoy them. I know they're little, but at least they're sweet. (laughs) Thanks, Jared. Good to hear from you. Isn't that something, though? uh, We're having a conversation over here on the text line, too, that um, they planted pumpkins in this case, and the pumpkins, one little pumpkin out of this whole big patch of vines, where ordinarily they get a lot in that patch. Now, um, I'm going to let you know, Greg, that, that this is in, in East Yazoo. Y'all still my own, my zone, zone eight. But I asked what kind of fertilizer, and he said he didn't use any this year because last year everything worked, grew fine, and the, the soil's really good where they're planted. So this is a case where you, you may, that may be, that certainly is true, but you may be seeing less production this year because the soil has used up some of what was there. And since we've got one good one, I'm going to ask what you, if you if you haven't fertilized and you you know you're you're not if you're watering or, you are, or even if you're not watering you you need to do those two things because the pumpkin has still got a little bit of time you know at least 6 more weeks of swelling up to to do for the, even just that one pumpkin so at the base of the vines you you need to put that reservoir in if you have not already done that which is basically a gallon jug or something that will hold a, a gallon or two of water that you can poke holes in the bottom and let it drip into that vine's world, that goes directly to the the fruit. And then that's, of course, keep a little water in there, keep a lot of water in there, keep a little fertilizer if you haven't already done that. But I think more of what we are seeing is simply heat-related. 
And there are places, of course, out west where everything's just crisped up. Their their home gardens and everything, regardless of irrigation, have just fried out because it's, well, because it's 100 degrees at 1 o'clock in the morning, as Jared was talking about. So, okay, okay. Water and fertilizer. More water than fertilizer. Andy's in Jackson. Um, <laughs> thank you, Andy. That's very sweet of you. We, um, we, we, you know, people do retire, but they don't go away. <laughs> I'm happy to say. You will have to get Perez to start coming by, you know, to get drop some gardening in, in after right, the 5 a.m. tennis that he's doing <laughs> and the multiple lunches. I'm sure he will be invited to now. His, and his life is truly yeah. full now. Yeah. It's kind of nice to be celebrated, I think. That's great. I We're not the only ones having a little problem with the heat, folks. The Penn, Penn State, now they, they don't think of Pennsylvania as being a place that has a heat wave, but even they have hotter conditions than usual, and their research extends around the world in horticulture because they're that good. The heat waves in the southwest U.S. and southern Europe are causing tremendous problems for the bee populations. This is um, the pollinators and, of course, everything that lives along with them is affected by temperature as much as anything else. It's a mutual imbalance, for example. What they were measuring in this particular case is the solitary bees and some of their pathogens that go along with them, not the ones that kill them, the ones that help them. What they found was that the one-two punch of extreme heat exposure and prior infection to the negative types of these problems did, led the solitary bees not to be able to recover, even though they had a, a good a good basis for being able to do that. So this is a terrible thing. We're now experiencing temperatures higher than any recorded, and they devised an experimental method. <laughs> Wait, there's so many things. We learned buzz pollination this week. Now we're going to learn thermal boldness. That's right. That is the amount of heat the bee can withstand and still move to the food source, okay? So wherever that point is. For example, when talking about bumblebees, one of the things you need to understand is that bumblebees can are more efficient than honeybees, in part because many of them are native and they know the plants, I guess, or they know the territory, but also because of the way they do buzz pollination and also because they have better eyesight. So earlier in the day and later in the evening, they're out there doing their job where the honeybees can't. And that fits right into this whole business of the solitary bees and the difference in the solitary bees from the other ones that might be brought in in a colony. Just interesting stuff. Things that we, we never thought we were going to have to worry about before. Uh, it, the, the bees that have had any kind of issues at all, protozoan pathogens or, or any other stressors, are less tolerant by a long shot of the heat. And so that's going to be a problem going forward. We may have three or four, ten days of a heat wave as human beings before things change a little bit. But indeed, the the solitary bees live for a year, so they can go through a whole lot of changes that we wouldn't expect other bees to go to. And it, it's an interesting, uh, they're, they're faster than most. They, they do all the pollinating they're going to do in about one month. So that's interesting enough. Oh, what kind of fertilizer for the pumpkins? The answer to that's real simple. Anything that you can put in and mix in the water might be might be a, a 20, 20, 20, might be a 
510-5, just whatever, whatever you have that is called soluble, and that will work fine. Okay? Okay. I have in my hand, friends, a stack of papers. We know, we know about these stacks of papers around here because we do this every day. These are all reports from the American Chemical Society. Y'all know how much I love these people. They make the best, they do the best research and they also report on all their members' research. So that, that gives us a whole wide world look into things like, oh, I don't know, the legendary figure behind Count Dracula, making lampshades into air purifiers, 3D printed vegan seafood, smart rust. I need to know about smart rust. Tattooing gold onto live cells. I don't know why in the world you'd want to know about that, but I wanted to, so I read about it. (laughs) And then, even more, transforming flies into biodegradable plastics. And yes, research, deep research into the use of aloe vera peels as a sustainable resource for natural pesticides. Did you know that the aloe vera juice industry and aloe vera gel industry has catapulted into the forward to the point where now we have piles and piles of aloe vera peels we never had before. So they got to figure out something to do with them. And in that particular bit of information, I think that's cool. I really love that. But perhaps the best piece that the American Chemical Society has brought to us this summer is the actual lowdown on the lockdown. How come the sourdough bread tasted so good when you made it yourself? So if we're going to learn about some of these things over the next few weeks. They had their summer meeting, and now they're having their fall meeting, and they're reporting everything all at the same time. Good grief, that's a lot to absorb. But I have enjoyed it very, very much. I had a great question this week about my Autumn Joy sedum that I had posted a picture of. How long do the flowers stay white? That's a good question. Stone crops are part, one of the reasons we love having these plants in our perennial bed is because they bloom for so long and they'll, they'll be white for a while and then that flower will just kind of really completely open into pink. And then after that, of course, they begin to, to age and go maroon. Someone sent me a picture of hers and they're, they're already maroon. And it's a little early for that. Mine are still in the the brand new flower stage. But again, the difference is that I water that bed and she doesn't water the bed that they're in. So they've gone ahead and accelerated their life expectancy. You remember we talked about this last week. Photosynthesis is increased in higher temperatures. So because that because of that, because she's not been ameliorating that situation with some water, or any shade or any other, you know, sort of factor that would keep it from going straight from white flowers all the way into maroon in two weeks, which is what she said happened. That that can happen. That's not that unusual. I have seen, um, in fact, in my own zinnias, the ones that are in more sunlight have a lower lower leaf problem. The, the lower down on the stem have, have begun to dry up because they're trying to sustain the flowers on top. So everything is getting along in this way, but it's different because it, it has actually gotten us to look at things in a little bit different way. I'm surprised, actually, that both my oregano and thyme are still doing beautifully. I was afraid that the temperatures were going to hurt them, so I moved them into the shade, which may have been the answer. After the, I had two other parsley plants that were not um, taken over by the swallowtails, 
And those two parsley plants really did start to try to just die back as they do bolt, tried to bolt. Cut them all back again, put them in the shade, and I did notice some new growth, but it's going to be very, very slow. So I am starting new parsley seeds, and I, I advise you to do the same thing. A couple of the things that you want to talk about when you're looking at the garden, at this time of the year, it should really be it's at its sumptuous best for the summer. Now that means it's not the it's not the spring, you know, it's not irises and daisies and all of those sweet things, but there are an awful lot of plants that do beautifully in the summer. I like the way that my fern leaf yarrow, the white yarrow looks. The flowers are completely brown now and going to seed, which is part of what increases the stand in that part of my yard. But I do love the way they look. They're so dramatic and their contrast is great. As long as I keep watering, the Clara Curtis mums continue to grow. If you have a patch of them and you have not watered them, you'll probably notice that they're still kind of small. Go ahead and start giving them a little bit of water so that you'll have flowers next year. The one Linton rose, two Linton roses actually, two little plants that are under my magnolia tree are fine. They're they have three leaves each. They've, they're trying to get started, but it's going to be a long season for them because this is just like in the case of Louisiana iris. They really do begin their growth as everything else is kind of slowing down. So the Louisiana iris don't look so hot. Luna pink hibiscus is beautiful. It's 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 pinkish purple. It does have to be watered. It's one of those that uh, I, I probably shouldn't have planted where I planted it because it spread too much, and now I have to take care of it. But they are beautiful, beautiful plants. All of those grow along with blue salvias, red hot poker. All of those things are, are fond of the company of the Autumn Joy sedum. So if you're growing them in the same area, these all actually look pretty good at this point in the year. It's a little bit different from thinking, trying to think about spring or even winter, But we are looking at colors and textures and things that we may not have paid so much attention to, you know, when we were having to mow the lawn every other day. Not having to do that this year. All right, now, don't you be in doubt. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. Carry on with darkness all about the one screen shot. Carry on, carry on. Don't cry. Faster relief you can count on back for qualified first time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. 
For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Dream. The new degree of comfort. Your back-to-school ride, hunting camp shed, and ATV trailer headquarters is Pinnacle Motors. Come check out the selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, all with that great Pinnacle Motors price. Get your head shed for your hunting camp with a discount on all models for a limited time. And trailers to pull that mule or ATV, Pinnacle Motors has those too. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon, or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, and hunting sheds and trailers priced to move at Pinnacle Motors. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Apply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've turned my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks at your own pace and 100% online. Once you're certified, you do what you want. Start your own business, work at a studio, or just do it as a side hustle. Yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year. Incredible. How do I get started? Just send them a text. It's free. Text HEALTH to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy in as little as five weeks. Just text HEALTH to 200-300 right now to get started for free. Text the word HEALTH to 200-300. Text HEALTH to 200-300. One of the things that is happening in my yard at this particular moment in time is the survival of the toughest. I have been clearing an area this week in very early two hour in the early, early morning increments of, of vines <laughs> and assorted other things. This, this space used to have, when I first got there, it had um, basically just Nandinas and an occasional azalea and then an occasional 
spirea. It was just sort of random. They were not like it was not like a row of those things. They just were. That was what was left from various other plantings and various other people. And I I moved some things around. I, I made it primarily Nandina hedge along there because it fit with what my plans were. But I, I now I'm now I'm getting around and realizing that I haven't kept it as clean as I should. And since I'm about to extend some area over there, I've had to get back in there and tear those things up. I have to say, early in the morning on a very hot day when you don't want to have to be out there very long is a very motivating moment for pulling vines out of shrubs. (laughs) Wear your gloves, wear a long sleeve because you're going to run into Smilax or something else with a terrible thorn on it. But that's the best job I've done this week. I managed to get a whole lot done because I was in such a hurry to get this done before I melted. And the good news is I was able to do that. So I encourage you to do some of it, too. Question in the Facebook Garden Mama group this morning about cat- caterpillars on blueberry bushes, how to keep them off. The, the main way, of course, to keep them off is to keep the area under the plants. This is long term. This is not while they're on the plants. But long term is to keep the area raked up, keep the mulch to a minimum, and walk the blueberry farm with your drone or with your hands, you know, whether depending on how big it is, to make sure that you're finding the leaf cluster, the leaves that have the egg clusters up underneath them. That's going to happen because you know you've got the problem presenting itself in late July, early August, for example. You're going to start looking for those in mid-June and getting those, taking just take those leaves off and, and get them out of there. Okay? Okay. Hey, Rachel, welcome in from Clarksdale. What's on your mind today? Yes, I'm wondering why the bark is coming off my crepe myrtles, just tons and tons of bark. Are they old? Yes, they are. Do you know what? They're probably about 25 years old. Perfect. Do you know what variety they are? I don't. We we bought, bought, this is a new, well, we bought this house Mm -hmm. um, a year ago, but it was was painted. Okay, what color are the flowers? They're white. Bingo! <laughs> you have Natchez crepe myrtle. You have Natchez. Natchez is the name of the variety. It's probably thirty feet Thank tall, you. right? And white. those white flowers and that shedding bark are its characteristics. That's what it was made for. And yes, in okay. dry weather, they'll shed a little bit more, but it's not going to hurt the tree. Okay. Well. Um Thank you so much. Some people like it and some people don't, but it is different. And and this year it's happening a whole lot. But, of course, even the crepe myrtles need to be watered every so often in a dry summer like we're having now. But that bark, and it really doesn't start until the tree is at a a fast rate. You'll You'll see a little bit peeling off. But when they get to be about 20 years old, they just start showing all their stuff. (laughs) And that's all they, okay. Well, I... Sounds like everything's okay. Sounds good to me. You might put a little mulch around them and give them some water just to make yourself happy, but the trees are doing fine. Thank you for calling today. I appreciate it very, very much. We don't talk about the 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 fascinating things that plants can do sometimes, and some of them are very natural. In the case of shedding bark, that's one of the factors that was bred into the Natchez crepe myrtle and other crepe myrtles, in order for us to be able to have an interest all year long. It, it's when the, when the flowers are off and the leaves are off, that shedding bark is very, very dramatic in the garden, and that's what that was for. I like that. 
Now, where did you get that one? I'm back looking at supertalk.tv. <laughs> yeah, the uh, so it's so hot. You it, know, out how there. hot is it? It is so hot that you can be this dog and, and bring all your plants like inside, that. drink your coffee, and you're like, this is fine. I like that, this. That works. That yeah. works. And it's, the other one was Bobby Hill, you know, in a meditative oh, yeah. pose. Going, okay. Yeah, I, it went by I, faster than I saw it. But that's why you need to go to supertalk.tv. Me, stop, me trying to stop myself from watering my plants, and he's just in there going, yeah. oh. It's terrible. Yeah. We're, we're literally, I, I was, this is it's not quite the same subject, but it is almost. I learned um, a term, seven washes, and I'm aware that there are seven cycles in a year, and I'm aware that there are seven days in a week, and I'm aware that seven is a very is spiritually considered the number of completion and all that sort of thing. I get all that. But I had no idea that you washed things seven times. I just had never understood that particular ritual. And it seems to me that that's what the dog is doing in that photo. He's literally like watered all those plants, and now he can have all the water from the plants because that's what's left. Fun stuff. Sandra says, my blushing bride hydrangea that was killed back to the ground has had two blooms. Yes. And now it's putting on lots of little new blooms. Yes. That's wonderful. She says, so, she says now here's, here's who we need to listen to. Okay, y'all. Sandra says, I'm so excited and thankful for the long growing season that we have. Not everybody feels that way today. Mm -hmm. I do, and Sandra does, and I hope you do too. She has been watering them about every other day. Well, the good news is that not everything is croaking. The bad news is that that, now my blueberries look fine. As I told you, they they were tasteless from the, the, the way the year went for them. But the fig trees right near them, there isn't enough water in the world. They were already so precarious that I don't know if I'm going to be able to save them. I'm, and, and honestly, don't 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 moan for me and don't bring me another fig. I'm probably going to just start picking other people's figs, <laughs> which is fine. They don't seem to mind. They don't seem to mind. I promised that I would get to some of the coral reef news, and since it's been at least a week and now there's even more of it, I should do that. The specifics of how humans impact coral reefs has always been a question. I have, uh, oh, it's confession time. I have coral jewelry with real corals in it. I feel bad about it, but it already existed before, long before it came to me. So I know that there is human impact in some ways, not nearly as much as there used to be. Brand new information, though, from Arizona State University publishing in the journal Nature tells us that they've been working on the coral reef health in Hawaii now for 20 years, measuring everything from the water temperatures and the level of acid in the waters to land-based pollutions, which are washing into the same space, repercussions from other events, and, of course, Yep, rising temperatures, they are able to see that the human impacts are, in fact, there. What they found was that both overfishing and the pollutants that are discharged into the water, that runoff really does have a problem, make a problem for the coral reef. They're, when, when, when they have an opportunity to mitigate those, it seems as though the corals respond, and that's very excited, uh, exciting to them, and I can understand why it would be. Because they, they were able to measure threats from humans, things that, is, things that happened, discharges of sewage and that sort of thing. And then we were able to measure when they stopped. And unfortunately for us, not everything can be stopped 
for more information. I know there's terrible problems going on in a lot of spots in the water simply because of what's going on on land. But they're working on it. They're going to get it. And nobody's going to call me crazy, Mama, because I agree with them. They need to take care of their relationships so the coral reefs can survive. A little bit more of that going on, a lot of that going on, in fact. Some more stuff from the American Chemical Society. Your phone calls, your texts, and whatever other humor these guys are going to dredge up for us today at supertalk.tv. Come on around. This is Weekend Gardening. Nowadays, more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. I'm 95. Here's how to... Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with you, Doghouse? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new X-Barn zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why X-Mark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an X-Mark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Jackson City Council is considering closing down the Jackson Zoo once again, with council members stating that the century-old zoo has only brought in $50,000 in revenue this year. The city's Park and Rec Department is currently asking for the council to set aside $1.8 million to fund the zoo in the upcoming fiscal year. City Council President Aaron Banks said that he doesn't agree with approving the funds during Monday's budget hearing. I think it's ridiculous to fund $1.8 million and only get 50000 in revenue. Even if he have a 100% increase from his performance, that's just $100,000. I think it, it would be insane 
to continue to do that when we have so many other problems. The zoo is in Ward 5 Councilman Vernon Hartley's district, and he says he'll do what he can to keep it, but they have a lot of expenses to consider. We are advocacy, a century of wins, protecting private property rights, advancing technology, sustaining our land, conserving our natural resources, all to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director at the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency works to help those we serve prepare for today and also plan for the future. One way we do that is through the Mississippi ABLE program. This program provides the opportunity for individuals with disabilities to invest their money in tax-advantaged accounts without the fear of losing public benefits. You can learn more or sign up by visiting MississippiABLE.com. That's MississippiABLE.com. Exhibits are coming to the Mississippi Aquarium's Changing Tides building starting August 25th. They're adding over 130 different species of fish and reptiles. Eric Galachant told us about one of their new insects, not for the faint of heart, the Madagascar hissing cockroach. Their main job even in the wild is to eat all of that decomposing organic material, so they eat like the leaves and stuff like that. They're also planning to expand and counter events in the coming years. Penguin Encounter is one of the big ones that people really enjoy doing where they can, um, it is an add-on where you get to experience um, the penguin. They'll have some, one of the animal care team will come and give you a nice presentation about it. It's usually in a private room. The, uh, we have the Dolphin Encounter, kind of similar where you get to go poolside by, with the dolphins and interact. They'll show you how, the, how they do some of the training and the, uh, the behaviors that they taught them. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The football preseason junior college poll is out this week. East Mississippi is the number one team in the preseason junior college poll, followed by Kilgore at number two, Iowa Western number three, Hutchinson number four, Jones is number five, Trinity Valley six, Butler seven, Coffeyville eight, Navarro is number nine, and Blinn is number ten. Snow is number 11, Garden City is at number 12, the Northwest Rangers are number 13. New Mexico Military is at number 14. And the Gulf Coast Bulldogs at number 15, rounding out the preseason junior college top 15 poll. Junior college football begins on September 7th for the 2023 season. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. 
Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. NFL preseason week number two gets underway this weekend. Today's slates, Jacksonville Jaguars are at Detroit to play the Lions. The Dolphins are at Houston to play the Texans. Buffalo Bills at Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Chicago, the Bears are at Indianapolis to play the Colts. Tampa Bay, Buccaneers at New York to play the Jets. The England Patriots at Green Bay to play the Packers. Kansas City is at Arizona. Tennessee is at Minnesota. Denver is at San Francisco. Las Vegas Raiders are in Los Angeles to play the Rams, and Dallas is in Seattle, rounding out Saturday. Now, tomorrow, the Saints are in Los Angeles to play the Chargers, and then Monday night, Baltimore is at Washington. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. I have just realized that there is a great deal of research about cold weather in the pile of material that I brought today, so here's what I'm doing with that. (laughs) Never mind. We'll talk about all that later. How hot is it at your house? Well, we've already heard that 1.30 in the morning the other day, it was still 100 in Gulfport. And yes, indeed, I'm I'm sure that this week in in my house in Zone 8, Jackson, we're not going to get below 80 at night. the, The good news is that if you do have any tomatoes out there, then you have had the opportunity to see that we had a couple of nights when they probably put on a couple of fruit. So you're going to have to just keep watering them so that they can make. The cherry tomatoes are much more likely to do that. I am really enjoying the, for no reason or other, the little white currant tomato that my friend grew and gave me has just continued to make more and more fruit. I'm going to eat some more today, in fact. They're delicious. Good morning, Lance. Welcome in. Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm back here having a good time with the imagery. Oh, good. Fun. The the little tomatoes, you could just drive by them and grab one off. (laughs) They are. They're right there. They're so delicious, too. Isn't that funny? um, But explain. I've never seen those until you showed them. And they have a little yellowish tint. Mm -hmm. And they're just mm-hmm. so juicy. They are. And, and they're uh, explained. Tomatoes. The Solanaceae family is a big family of plants. So the more we get into tomatoes, the more there's somebody out there growing a host of them to see what this bunch will do. In other words, the seeds from these, this one might not produce it, but it'll produce something else. And then you look at those and you select, and eventually you end up with all these things that we have now, which are grape tomatoes in four different colors and cherry tomatoes in three different shapes, you know, pears and and round and all of that. And we end up with these little tiny ones that, uh, as as my friend who gave me the plant said, I just wish they were bigger because they're so sweet. But they're almost... They're, they're not, they almost don't taste like tomatoes because they're just pure sugar in the heat. And that's a, a different quality not everybody would be looking for. But I would bet that these were somewhere in the line of plants that were used to breed for heat tolerance because they have certainly done well. And somebody said, well, you know, this one could do well on its own. 
But in old-timey days, you would never think of a white currant name for a tomato. In fact, I would never have bought the seeds because <laughs> it sounds so odd. So I'm glad I took a chance. I'm glad my friend took a chance and, and brought them to me because they're good. But what are you doing? What are you growing? Is it doing all right? I had uh, have peppers that are making despite everything else that's going on. And uh, I have to tell you that they have been tasty. I, I had a couple of Tabascos chopped up into a, a bit of a mix the other day with some rice. They were perky. Those hot peppers are still going to be hot. That is for true. I am so... <laughs> oh, my goodness. The plant news is at least as interesting as the cold weather news, so we're going to stick to some of the plant news today. You can join us, of course, 888-808-8637 is the Super Talk call line. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. Most of the questions in the first hour, if you didn't happen to be here, where were you? But anyway, if you didn't happen to be with us in the first hour, the questions have been revolving around heat. Why is my melon so small? Why are these pumpkins not getting bigger and all these things? It really does go to the heat. Your only defense against it is water and shade. For example, if you are trying to start some new plants for the fall, as I am, you're going to start those in the shade. You may even start some of them indoors because it's just too hot outside for them to be able to germinate or to start growing. There are a lot of parts of points of view about recycling. You know, I recycle everything. And, and in fact, right now I'm um, encouraging a friend of mine makes planters out of plastic jugs of laundry soap that laundry soap and things like that came in. I'm never going to do that, but I'm glad he does. <laughs> That's a great project. Look at that. Come on, y'all. You got to come to supertalk.tv. Yeah, and these are these great. are not my butterflies. These are Sandra. Sandra is just all over it. She blew it up this morning. That's beautiful, what I was beautiful, in here beautiful. To, I wanted to give her some street cred on the pictures, but I wanted to get them up too at the same time without having to do too much titling but these are sandras and they're amazing and a great just round what six we got six really beautiful yes, pictures beautiful. here in all y'all road. who think that the but everybody they'll wear the butterflies well they're at sandra's house yeah she's got them <laughs> so, all uh, yeah, she's ro- and and uh, one thing i wanted to mention while we have that little breather is you know on super talk mississippi youtube channel there's tons of content to go out there and check things out. Nellie will be uh, working hard over the next month or so to add content to that as well and to do some different things. But, you know, I, I heard it all week. It was so funny that people would be like, man, I, you know, you always put a face with a voice and you don't really know who they are in radio. And then somebody had bumped into Perez somewhere and heard the voice and was like, oh, my God, that's Perez. And they're like, I did not think that that was Perez. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. the funny thing is, is you can see all these amazing, talented people by going to – STN, you know, MM Digital Media, the Super Talk multimedia platform. And it's just really fun to go check out and see your favorite hosts, see what they look like, and see this lovely, beautiful thing in here on Saturday mornings. It's always got a <laughs> something beautiful to wear. And, and the brooch on your, I wanted you to, the little brooch on your collar. That is so Sacred cool. Sacred symbols. Sacred yes. symbols. Yes. But so you, yes. you would miss all of this awesome stuff right. if you, you don't have to get come to and see. join us. You got to come join us on the digital platform. He's going to so. teach me to blush before too long. <laughs> well, now that being all that being said, there's there hadn't been anybody that has been as excited about getting in here and putting up things, doing this TV thing, taking over, frankly, <laughs> producing the show, and that's a very difficult job to do, especially with somebody like me. 
But guess what, y'all? He, we made a year. Yeah, we're a year I, I, He hasn't run off yet. No. <laughs> Why would I do that? This is well, too much fun. Do. Yeah, well, you know, people they don't, don't know what's good for them, do they? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, even Mary this morning was saying, uh, Mary Whedon, she was saying, you know, I, I said, be careful this weekend. It's hot. She's had a little, you know, the, the heat's worn on her a little bit. She goes, hey, I'm dealing with it, but you still got to water your plants. That's right. So, you you know. still got to water your plants. <laughs> so she's uh, she's excited about getting the water in the end. That's and exactly it. And, and really, if you don't do anything else, you're way ahead of 90% of people because 90% of people are inside going, it's really hot. They're not going out and even watering their plants. So that's right. You, you're doing better if you are doing that. And that's frankly what is going to make all the difference in the diff- the way that things go into the fall. Because don't forget, there are things putting on their flowers now for next year. Your camellias, your azaleas, your hollies, all of the things that you want to be beautiful next year need some water in August. And yes, there's a little tiny depression happening in the Gulf. I'm not counting on rain anytime soon. I'm hoping, but I'm not counting. So there you are. We, this is, why is this always happening? Why can we not figure out what to do about microplastics? Every three or four months, there's another story, another report of some research that tells us of another creature that now has microplastic in its body, thanks to us dumping it into the ocean somewhere. And don't, 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 don't try to whitewash over this. We humans have done this one. There is no naturally occurring microplastics, I promise you, okay? University of British Columbia is now trying to, though, figure out, well, maybe we need to put something like, oh, I don't know, wood dust to work. Plants could be the answer. That when you put tannins that the, the plant compounds, you know, that um, if, for example, if you bite into a, a, a persimmon that's a little bit too tart, the tannin is what you taste. If you drink red wine and the red wine is a little bit too sharp, it's that's the tannin. Okay, that's what that character is. It's a compound. It's natural. But if you do this, you can absolutely add add a way to make an amazing level of filtration for microplastic pollution. They didn't know it was going to work. In fact, apparently a bunch of people thought it wouldn't. But they have set this up. It's still a lab set up at this moment. But so was the guy who said, well, we're going to go out and encircle all of the plastic in the ocean in various and sundry ways and pull it into another way to get it out and, and do that. He's actually doing that in all the oceans now. We're not making all the progress we need to, but it takes a little idea and, you know, some water and fertilizer to grow it into something that can make a difference. And in this case, being able to get rid of microplastic pollution would be terrific. When they, there's one study that tells us that virtually all of the tap water in the developed world has microplastics in it. That's not good. We can fix this. Come on. We can definitely fix this. All right. Now on the text line this morning, We've got um, when Sarah's in Winona. Yes, ma'am. I will be happy to. She would like the number again. Appreciate that. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. I've been told over the years that I speak too fast. I've been told over the years that I speak too slowly. <laughs> so I'm trying to hit the middle. <laughs> we'll see about that. Thanks very much. It's good to hear from you, and I hope you get in today, Sarah. Thank you, Corinne and Jackson. 
Today is National Potato Day, by the way, Corinne. Um, she wants to know, should I water them daily or will I rot the newly forming little potatoes underneath? They're in three can- containers and right now they look great. This is super. This was an experiment and it turns out that it's working. The morning glories are beautiful too. Really, really pretty. Dark, dark, dark. It's another case where the, I believe the heat is intensifying some of our colors a little bit. We're getting stronger, brighter. For example, the, the, there was a purple Morning Glory that came in a seed pack last year, and it, I realized the other day that it has receded itself into the bed and is blooming. But it's much darker colored, much brighter, pretty thing. So, yeah, you can probably water them. As, as long as the water is draining, you can water them every day. I, I would try to do it every other day unless the plant part wilts. Because you do want to keep the water going to the potatoes without rotting them. And if the soil is well-drained, you can take that every day. But I don't want you to have to do that. So let's try every other day unless the plants themselves wilt. Potatoes. Good heavens. What a good gardener. That's great. All right. Let's see now. Jackie's in Brandon. Hey, Jackie. Um the liriope turns yellow every summer, and it might be crown rot. It comes back green in the spring. Okay. Um, the thing about crown rot in liriope, which is just a little clumping ground cover, and it can be a problem, but if it comes back every year, it's obviously not a big problem. It's just one that slows it down in the summertime. So I would suggest now and then again next spring, as soon as new growth starts, you're going to want to drench the bed with a fungicide solution. Mix it up in the watering can or, or mix a sprayer, however you prefer to do it, but you want to get it to the soil as well as the plants. That will help slow that down. Yes, overwatering can can make it worse, but the presence of the critters in the soil just is triggered by everything. It's triggered by water, it's triggered by rain, you know, it's triggered by certain temperatures. So give go ahead and give yourself a little bit of a barrier by doing it now. But also in the early spring next year, make sure you give yourself the other opportunity to put that fungicide out. Um, it's a it's a really it's not an uncommon problem, but it is one that you can live with and, and with very little bit of thing, little bit of tree. I'm going to have to uh, chime in here just because <laughs> I, I really enjoy from uh, whoever sent this is uh, uh, Bob from Belzone. Yeah, Bob. But is. I mean, if you go up from August 11th, you got to love this person He's smoking a chub of bologna. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you on that. That's amazing. And then you go down Bon Jovi, Bob Seger, and, uh, and then you get down to you need an emergency hotline. <laughs> You're nailing everything here. So, yeah, I've told her that she needs an emergency hotline. She is la doctora de las plantas. So you're reading our minds here. You're reading our minds. It, um, it's really funny. When In early years, years ago, years and years ago, when I first started trying to build a platform, um, I did have a phone number that you could call and leave a message on, and I would answer them every, every couple of days. And it not only got to be unwieldy, it got to be profane and that that's one of those things you can't do anymore now if it's text you can always just delete it if someone says something that is well as my mother would say untoward (laughs) something you're not supposed to be saying much less writing down so fun stuff oh corinne you're you are a great gardener thank you very much oh there and there here we go there's the uh yep that's just going to be root rot i would i literally and because it's contained in that bed um i'm going to blow the leaves out of there too i'm gonna blow the leaves out of that bed because they'd have fallen in from the oak tree and give yourself the opportunity to 
spray the plants and or drench the soil, but you certainly need to drench the soil and get some fungicide in there. That will that will help. And then next year, in the beginning of spring, do it again, and I bet you're going to get so much growth that the year after that you'll find yourself needing to divide this bed because there's a lot of plants in here. We just need to get them. We just need to get them going. The ferns, that's a, it is a problem. The the ferns look like they have they need to be maybe just soaked in a bucket. Um, there's there's it's hard to get them to re-green, so I wouldn't I wouldn't even put that as a goal, but I would try and get the rest of it to do better than it's doing right now. I don't think it's going to kill them. I just think they're going to be brown for a while. It's it's a tough one. But the good news is that they, they'll recover because there's still a whole lot of green in there. I would soak them. Um, and if you have to, you know, cut, cut out all your brown stuff if you need to, if you can't get to where the actual crown of the plant is. But make sure the crown is what's getting watered. Okay? Okay. Super duper. That's fun. Thank you so much. Y'all are, y'all are very complimentary today, and I appreciate it. Really a whole lot. Oh, by the way, you know, I have heard all my life that vehicles, cars on the road are all the, the reason for pollution. Well, that's true, but there's an awful lot of manufacturing that, that does the same thing. That's true. You want to know what's on the top of the list recently? Wildfires. That's right. Wildfires, air pollution, and indeed it, it leads to the risks of everything else that, that air pollution or compromised oxygen flow leads to. This is just crazy. Wildfires, and, and unfortunately, because we live here, I need to also tell you this, many of the things that we do and use in monoculture agriculture can also create some of these same forms of pollution. If you happen to be right there with it, you need to give yourself a chance to understand these things. Usually, unseen poor air quality is not something we even consider. We just realize that it's there's a problem. But then we have wildfires, so you can see what the problem is, and many other opportunities for us to understand this. If you did not know, I have to give you the name of this paper because this is great. Comparison of Particulate Air Pollution from Different Emission Sources and Incident Dementia in the U.S. That's what they're studying. Wildfires. By the way, Canada's back on fire again. <laughs> Good grief. We've now done Leo Kotke this morning. Now we're going to do J.J. Kale. For all of y'all who are old Texas rock and rollers, Good morning. Peace of mind goes a long way. As parents, we want to make sure our kids are taken care of in the future in all aspects, right? Especially financially. The Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services offers a savings program to help their clients achieve a better life experience by offering a way to alleviate some of the unknown financial worries. Mississippi ABLE is a federal program which enables individuals with disabilities to save money in tax-advantaged accounts that may be used for qualified disability expenses while keeping the eligibility for federal benefits. Learn more about Mississippi ABLE at 
MississippiAble.com. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get... If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Woo-hoo! Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shafter's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and, of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Shapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon, 601-957-8000. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099.
Yes, indeed, friends. We're we're literally expanding the horizons of this program. <laughs> Thank you so much for deciding that weekend gardening. Wait. I've been waiting all morning to do that. Guess what? We're not weekend gardening anymore. We're the Garden Mama Show. How about that, y'all? It only took a minute. <laughs> and we are working on a new logo, which we will have on stuff. I'm so excited. I thank them very, very much. It's very complimentary to to go ahead and, and do that. Well, and you know, there's you only got, one garden. There's a whole lot of weekend gardening, but there's only one Garden Mama. Well, that's right. And and whenever people come by for the Bottle Tree uh, Festival, <laughs> that you you have the stamp that you can stamp. We're going to stamp yeah, everybody. Gotta, gotta stamp that's everybody right. with the Garden Mama stamp. You know, it looks great too. By the way, I love thank it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, I wanted I, to say one thing though, yes, because Trey. You know, I, I wanted to say he, this was this is a picture of his hundred year old uh, brown turkey fig, and it was the pride of the community. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's coming back I out. I think though. it's coming, but uh, hopefully coming. it will continue to be the pride of the community. But one question I had is obviously there's different types of fig trees. I have no idea what one from another is. What's the difference in a a brown turkey fig tree and is a hundred year old one? Is that normal or I mean? Well, it wouldn't, it's not that unusual, I don't mm-hmm. think. I'm, I'm, I can't tell you what year brown turkey came into being, but it's probably more than that. Um, fig trees live a very long time. One of the oldest trees that has ever been found on earth is a fig tree in Palestine. And there's, um, there, there are various and sundry other things that we've managed to do for ourselves to improve you know, the size, the quality, the t- the ripening time and all of those things. But they're essentially all figs. And brown turkey is one of the best ones in the southern part of the United States. It's a it's sort of a hallmark. If you don't know what the what what the name of the variety is and you're looking at figs in a jar that have been preserved, it's probably brown turkey because <laughs> they've been around so long. So now somebody's going to call up and disagree with me, which you're welcome to do. 888-808-8637-601-879-4395 if you would rather text your disappointment with me, which is fine. Now, today we've been talking about heat. Today we've been talking about watermelons and small watermelons, which, by the way, were very tasty in case you were wondering. The the Boyce Thompson Institute is delivering us today our Word of the Week you can, in fact, bring this up at dinner tonight, and no one will know what you're talking about if they weren't listening here, because nobody else is going to talk about the super pangenome. That's right, and it's all about watermelon. They have constructed a, a really far-reaching super pangenome, which really is exactly what we hope they will do, okay? Here's what happens. Somebody out there at some point finds this fruit. And said, well, that didn't taste too bad. Let's grow some. Let's collect some of the seeds. Over hundreds of years, sometimes not so, not down as long as that, but over a period of time, other people select the one they really liked and save only those seeds. And then somebody over here says, well, well, what if we try these two together? What if we, we make a hybrid of these two and create one plant? Let's try that. So then they do that. And the next thing you know, you've got a watermelon that can be shipped across the country and barely has any seeds in it. Sound familiar? (laughs) We've seen those, right? Okay. Sometimes they're sweet. Sometimes they're just red. Sometimes they're almost neither. So, just like we all, as soon as you started growing roses, you said, well, how come this one doesn't smell as good as that one? 
And you had to realize that sometimes we were breeding them to live longer and not necessarily smell better. We have the same thing in watermelons. So now we have gotten back into the beneficial genes that have been suppressed in the breeding of the watermelons for the major markets. So we can bring back some of these other qualities and put them a little bit more in the forefront. And that the way they do that is by constructing the super pan genome. It's going to make better watermelons. I like it. I think it's really smart. This was a grant from USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture Specialty Crops, the U.S. National Science Foundation, and obviously the folks at Boyce Thompson. Pretty interesting. I had no idea... I had no idea how many things were going on in the watermelon world, but now I know a lot more than I did before, and they're going to be sweeter. So that's great. If you wanted to hear something that sounds sort of obvious, but I don't know, maybe it isn't. Back again, the National Institute of Natural Sciences. Plants grow in response to gravity. Does this surprise you? (laughs) I thought... Well, that does seem kind of obvious, doesn't it? But it turns out that they actually orient their organs in response to gravity, which may explain why my fig tree is growing sideways now along the ground rather than up into the air. But on the other hand, what we're trying to work on with this particular understanding is why some things, for example, if you plant a caladium upside down, we know we're supposed to point pointy end up okay but if we turn it upside down and plant pointy end down we get more leaves but they're smaller so there are differences in the orientation of the way that we plant things and in fact it has to do with gravity i really think this is interesting stuff it's real basic biology but at the same time um, anything that can give us the opportunity to tell you that they used vertical stage microscopy and optical tweezers figure that one out, is a benefit for me today. Um, the, the statilists is what they're trying to understand is how do, how do the plants know which way is up? And this is basically their gyroscope. It's not that, but it's, it's, it functions that way to keep them pointing in the right direction. I would say that my fig tree, for example, has lost all concept of its statilith. But yours probably has some because it's the, still growing upwards, you know. Interesting stuff. The polarity of gravity sensing. My goodness. Fun stuff. I have to I need to give you a report on Paul the Poinsettia. Paul is still growing thicker. And I'm not pinching anymore. I'm now up to the point where I'm gonna have to build a shed to put the plant in if I want it to be red for thanks between Thanksgiving and Christmas, as opposed to its natural time of January. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. I really liked it when it was so bright red in January and even into February because that was so nice to have, you know, in the house. But I'm I'm always wanting to experiment a little bit, and I may just have to build build something to put over it. Um, he's now been – I moved him up into a larger container from last year, and the whole plant is now four feet and a half tall. <laughs> It's not the, I didn't intend to grow a poinsettia tree, but there it is. And it's really doing beautifully. The things that you do every day, in, in my case, in your case, probably watering the plants, actually does have pleasure attached to it. But it's, it's also true that the way we perceive things, our cognition, 
stays stronger and gets stronger with a certain amount of routine. Now, for people who for people who don't understand this, they say, well, you've just gotten into a rut, and so you know exactly what you're doing if you're in a routine, that uh, you listen to music at 4 p.m. or you... Uh, you know, you, you get up and go to work at 7.30 or whatever whatever your particular schedule calls for. But things like that listening to music, things like the puppy dog listen, drinking coffee with amongst all the plants in that marvelous cartoon at supertalk.tv, by the way. Um, there, there's, there's just so many things that our brain counts on us to provide, and one of them is the routine of those pleasures. If you're not experiencing some pleasures, how are you, can you possibly be expected to deal with the true tragedies that life throws at everybody? It's, it's always been understood that the way you cope with stuff is based on how you're built and how, you, how you've learned and the things that you've, the cues you've taken from other people as well as your own self patterns. But, this whole notion of keeping our everyday pleasures going so that we can be smarter, so that we can be more in the picture, so that we can keep our focus is really making a lot of people interested in this particular story. Measuring mental health has become a much bigger issue. We used to just say, well, if you don't feel well, try this or do that or talk to this person or do all these things together, get some more exercise. You know, there's all sorts of things that we talk about. But it's also true that the routine things, not the things that you change, but the things that you already enjoy, play a large part in, in helping this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just lo- I just looked at the screen and saw Bobby <laughs> trying not to water plants, meditating carefully, trying not to water plants. You know, King of the Hills, actually, it, it, it's so good because they have the rose comp- – I mean, there's the rose competition yes, in there, the I yard. Know, you got know. the garden gnome. I mean, there's so much good gardening. They've, in all, the King- they've yeah. been sent to me, and I still think it's just about the silliest one. I'm, it's probably not the silliest one. And this from a woman who actually likes the angry beavers. So there you go. <laughs> it's all a matter of taste. Maybe this should be one of my everyday pleasures. I may have to get into that. The specific cognitive test used in this particular study was to help you reflect on something and bring it back to the forward. It's a way of thinking and a way of, of testing that sort of stuff. And people that had better habits, for example, drinking coffee on a regular basis, um, listening to music on a regular basis, had better performance. I think that's interesting. Maybe I'd need to drink more coffee. Yeah, I'd drink more coffee, <laughs> listen to more music, to more and, music. Yeah, and watch the plants grow. See? Yeah. The plants would probably be happy We with may that have too. solved it. But I have to admit, um, I, I have said this on, on many occasions and, and probably not recently enough, I do yell at my plants. All this come up with talk to the plants. Oh, ask the plant to do No, just tell the plant what you want it to do and yell at it if it doesn't. Well, that works pretty well sometimes because usually – if you're out there yelling at the plants, you're also watering them. And that really does make more difference than anything else at this particular time. I'm getting good at sighing and looking at them crossways <laughs> this time of year. Just kind of looking Trying at them out of the corner of my put eye. The onus going, on them, man, right? Come on, what's going Go on around on. here? Turn on your hose yourself. That's right. Come on. <laughs> well, 
The good news is I've stopped rolling the hose up, so it's now just laying out there wherever I drop it. Yeah, it's not going to kill anything. I mean, it's everything's already fried. You're just hoping there may be some condensation from the hose. Something maybe I don't know, and I don't need the exercise. So, (laughs) heredity and environment are part two of the things that can tell us why we are driven to all of this, why we feel like the plants are the thing, why we feel like nature is the thing. We understand, of course, that as the farther away we get from nature, the less we are concerned about the plight of the earth, much less the trees and the butterflies. So getting ourselves more integrated into the real world around us is a goal of many, many people. Sometimes that sounds funny in a place like the Deep South where really all we have to kind of do is walk outside. In many places, we're in the the, the deep nature quickly. It happens before, for example, if you lived in Northern California, you might have to get rent a car and drive somewhere to get to really deep, deep, deep nature, at least over to the edge of the Pacific Ocean or into the mountains or something like that because urban areas are so intensely populated. But humans actually overall have a positive view of nature. You will hear people say, I like nature just fine. I hate frogs. Well, I I don't really understand that, but everybody's got something, so that's the thing. But how did we did we learn this growing up? Did somebody scare us with a frog? Um, Did they tell you you were going to have to kiss a lot of frogs before you found the prince? I mean, all of those kind of things fit into how you ultimately look at the world. I'm not afraid of spiders, have great respect for them. But I do know people who are actually terrified, just like they're terrified of – some people are terrified of flying on an airplane. You you can't really ex- explain necessarily how you got that way, but you can talk about how you're going to get past it. And in our case, we need to look at how come we love nature. The environment that we grow up in, we don't take it for granted because we're in the middle of it in many, many cases. But there's actually um, the positive effect – Trees and and greenery and all of that not only softens the architecture that you're living in with it, but it also can give you an actual a wonderful one of my one of my favorite words biophilia, which is of course the love of anything biologic, in the same way that um, bibliophiles love books. I mean, it's, a, this, it's the word "file" at the end is the suffix that tells you about that, but it's natural then for humans to have a real natural attraction to nature. And I don't mean I use that word three times in the sentence intentionally because that's where we come from. Humans developed. We didn't we didn't develop in, you know, a a big building that looks like a shoebox, although they have their big advantages, especially for air conditioning. But I got to tell you, we're attracted to it because it's kind of in our back. It's it's in our bio memory as opposed to our forward memory. If you want to go out for a walk today, I got no problem with that. Take someone with you, take a bottle of water, and don't go out between one and four. This is weekend gardening.
do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Super Talk Mississippi Media welcomes Guns N' Roses to the Coast Coliseum in Biloxi September 20th. It's the biggest rock concert of the year, and we've got your chance to win free tickets with a super upscale hotel stay at Beau Rivage Resort and Casino Biloxi. Also, stretch level to get you to and from the show in style. Want to win it? Of course you do. Keep listening to Super Talk for complete details on how you can win this once-in-a-lifetime experience to see Guns N' Roses live. Come party on the coast September 20th. Somebody's winning it all, and it could be you. It's Guns N' Roses with Super Talk Mississippi. You can enter to win at Rick's Pro Truck, Divinity Equipment in Madison, and at Rapid Tire Exchange in Clinton. Go to supertalk.fm slash GNR for more details. Must be 21 to enter to win. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baronistreepros.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. 
Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step 1. Find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step 2. Have a plan to get there. Step 3. Make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. It's been quite a week around here, friends. We have been uh, had a little bit of a retirement party for our friend Perez, celebrating Lance's birthday, and has also survived a year with Garden Mama on Saturdays. <laughs> Both of these things are actually quite significant in our lives around here. Thank you so much for being part of all of it. Because guess what? We couldn't do this if y'all weren't listening. They would just put somebody else in here until they found somebody you'd listen to. So thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, I'm just, it's been a treat though this year. Uh, and, and I want to say thank you guys, all of you that tune in and have been so encouraging and, and positive and, you know, and then having such a great mentor like Nelly to, to get, look forward to coming to work and, and doing this because it is a treat to be a part of this and to be, um, in this seat and you guys actually hear what I have to say and you're so nice and I get to do this and love it. So it's been a wonderful year, great experience and I, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Well, given what a pain I can be, you have really <laughs> proven yourself to be able to oh, outlast come it. On. The good news is, y'all, for you, for those of you who also listen to Super Talk during the week, and I know most of you do, thank you very much because we need to pay our bills. Appreciate it that you are hearing him first thing in the morning because Lance is now Paul Gallo's producer. And that's, that's the joy of somebody like Perez who has been here actually longer than I have and has the opportunity to partly retire. He doesn't have to get up in the middle of the night. Now we get to give that task to Lance. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for surviving with us because I know that you didn't have to. Oh, it's so. awesome. I wouldn't, like I said, wouldn't trade it. Y'all are, uh, y'all are amazing people. And again, uh, thank you because um, I, I want you guys to get out and, and get on the digital side there so you can see these amazing people he's that really, I get to work with. He's turning this into an actual program. And, I mean, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> the, and the imagery that y'all are sending, it, it really, it brightens my I day. I just wanted to talk yeah. about that sunrise. That's one of the most beautiful photos we've seen today. And that was from me. That's in the, mm-hmm. out in the middle of the Delta. Mm-hmm. I thought it must be. It's just gorgeous. Just beautiful. I'm, I'm, I hardly know where to continue this last little bit of the show because there's so much going on between worrying about our friends in Maui, worrying about our friends in California and, and, and their first tropical depression, hurricane, all of that kind of stuff that they have had. My goodness, it's, it's really quite a thing. But we do still have to look at our 100 degree temperatures and our bit of a disturbance in the Gulf of Mexico. Guess what? We'll be here next week to help you figure out what's going on. Beautiful, beautiful swallowtail 
larvae, Brenda from Brandon, you know, she's the one that had the night blooming cirrus that's going to eat her house. Well, th- this is magnificent. She says they're on um, old carrots, and the, the, the swallowtails are just beautiful. Meanwhile, Andrea's sending pictures of butterflies, too. She's She and, and Brenda are both showing us that there are, in fact, butterflies, y'all. You just have to grow your flowers, keep them sustainably healthy, and keep them watered, and here come the butterflies. They're just beautiful. Thank you for sending those pictures. Um, we're going to call those that you send. I've decided that um, we're going to call it from Har- Harry and Hot Coffee because that's about where you you took those. Oh, and Trey, where's the pie? He's showing us the Granny Smith apples. Anybody want Granny Smith apple pie? Yes, we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, for those of you who grow sand pears and kefirs and those things, I'll confess, I think it's a better, I think it makes a better pie even than the apples. But I, no one's called me to judge a contest yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll let that stay. We'll work on that. One little piece of information about our, how do, why do we, we, we know we've come from nature. We love nature. We, today we do, tomorrow we don't. The ebb and flow of our brains, which is, you know, why some days we learn a whole lot and some days we really would rather not learn anything at all. Thank you very much. But rewards like food or money are not nearly as important as we thought they were. It's actually to, to read, to get the dopamine hormone to release that feel good hormone goes directly greater to the actual learning itself rather than the incentives that you might receive for doing it. Every teacher that I've ever had who said you should enjoy learning for the sake of learning is now celebrating. And and frankly, all the rest of us who figured we needed to have a pizza party to get y'all to do anything are now saying, well, maybe maybe learning for the sake of learning turned out to be okay. The whole thing is it's it's about for those of you who know about that particular mechanism with the dopamine in your brain, it is when the acetylcholine is lower and these things are different. But rather than make a unique environment or, or a different condition for learning, the the war reward should actually take advantage of what's already happened. So I, I call this, when I read this story, I was reminded of the, some of the best advice that I ever got about, really about trying to teach anybody anything, and that is to catch them doing something good. Now, this can apply to children, it can apply to adults, it can apply to puppies, it can apply to kittens, except the cats don't pay much attention. But catching someone doing something good really is, oh, that swallowtail is so beautiful. I'm so glad you put that up on the screen. Isn't that gorgeous? Beautiful critter. Just gorgeous. There's the, the mice in this particular test, that would be us people, did very, very well with the ebb and flow, learning things one way and learning things another way. I'm not going to try to get into this because it would be a topic for, frankly, an entire broadcast if I did, but you should know that neuroscientists are now able to decode song from your brain itself. In other words, the areas in your brain that deal with rhythm and vocals do exist. It's not just that you think you hear it in your head. You are, in fact, hearing it in your head. As the chords of, yes, Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall fill the surgery suite, the neuroscientists at this particular medical center diligently recorded 
what happened in the people's brains that were going on with their while they all had all of their their measurements on their head fascinating stuff just amazing they were trying to understand because when people have epilepsy they don't respond in the same way and so in order to understand better how they did this the answer turned out to be clearly yes to see if they could reconstruct what the patient was hearing in their brain and yes it turns out that they can do that if they have trouble communicating for any for an organic reason then some of these recordings from your previous life could help get that musicality back into your speech if you could be reminded of how it worked before so that's really interesting i'm i'm not really sure what was playing the last time i had surgery but i'm pretty sure it wasn't pink floyd I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Seems like classical music was around in, in that in that era. It wasn't new either, I promise. I'm gonna work on this for you this week so that you can know more about it next week. The University of Costance wants us to know that if we listen to our bodies, we can in fact assess how our immune systems are doing. Right at this moment, this is in the same part of my brain with the story the research it's not a story nobody made it up it's research that told us that if we looked at pictures of food we could satisfy our hunger i'm putting this right there with that i don't believe it i'm going to have to do a whole lot a whole lot of looking i know that my brain believes it knows how i am but i'm not sure if that's valid we're just going to have to find out the good news is you've got water you've got plants You know what to do. Come back next week for more Weekend Gardening, and I will appreciate it very, very much. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today.
Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Apply. Stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've turned my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks at your own pace and 100% online. Once you're certified, you do what you want. Start your own business, work at a studio, or just do it as a side hustle. Yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year. Incredible. How do I get started? Just send them a text. It's free. Text HEALTH to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy in as little as five weeks. Just text HEALTH to 200-300 right now to get started for free. Text the word HEALTH to 200-300. Text HEALTH to 200-300. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.